Um, so, Georgie, thank you so much for coming on today and telling me your uh, story. Um, I'm really interested in learning more about the company and you guys are doing some interesting things. Um, uh, so I, we'll get into all of those things. But first, let's start with your background. Uh, tell me sort of your history. I, you've been in consulting for a fairly long time. So let's start there. Uh, tell me how you got into the industry and what you what the first uh, sort of version of that life looked like. Yeah, so it's it's exactly what I wanted to do in, in life from the beginning. And that's why I started as a, at school, I got the uh, bachelor in industrial engineering and I got, a, I got a master's in energy and sustainable development. And then I got a bachelor in business and a master's from uh, an MBA from IE business school. So I knew from the beginning that I wanted to have the engineering background and the business uh, way of thinking so that I can help employees uh, or sorry, that I can help companies and serve them uh, with all of my knowledge under one roof. So I ended up as uh, opening a consulting firm in Canada in 2014. Fast forward 2017, I exited at a valuation of 8 million. And we had big clients in the industry uh, that I, I prefer not to name, but they're fairly big clients in Canada, the US, and also Spain and Italy. Uh, and it happened that I'm uh, quadrilingual and I speak four languages. So it was easy for us to move from one geography to the other and help companies across the globe. So uh, that's how I started. Fantastic. So you brought up geography. We should probably highlight that first because it looks like I'm in daylight and you're in nighttime. So we should probably start by saying that uh, you're in Lebanon right now, COVID, all of the things. We'll get into that story a little bit. Uh, but you're originally based out of Canada. So you'll be back in Canada relatively soon. But the company, the, the company that we're going to talk about today is based in US, yes. right? Okay. Yes. Did I leave anything else out there? We're covering the whole globe here. So, <laughs> so, uh, so when we launched the company, we wanted to launch it uh, from the U.S., but uh, my wife got uh, pregnant and she's Lebanese, and we decided we decided to move closer to her parents so that we can go through the pregnancy. And uh, while the pregnancy was ongoing, I said, you know what? Okay, I'm going to start and uh, launch the company in Lebanon, and I'm going to start talking to potential clients. And we ended up signing deals with the three largest bank in uh, Lebanon. So that's how our stay, which was supposed to, have to be a couple of months, ended up extending for uh, a year. And then COVID-19, uh, so we ended up here, but now we are moving back to uh, Canada. Got it. Okay, perfect. Um, and, and I like the fact that you have that global view because I know we'll, we'll get into all of this again, but you, you're working with a lot of different clients from, you know, uh, Cyprus, other parts of Europe. Uh, so, and you're developing uh, relationships in Canada as well. Um, so we are talking about a global organization. So I'm excited about that. Um, now, you told me that your first exit, you know, successful $8 million is, you know, something to be very happy with. How did you sort of realize, okay, I, I want to keep working in this. There's this next problem that I want to tackle. Tell me about that transition. So when I was working in consulting, I knew very well that the consulting model as is could not continue uh, far in the future. And when I, what I mean by the consulting model as is, is basically signing a contract with a big client 
having 10 people working on this uh, contract and the contract is at least half a million dollars. So for one, not a lot of companies have that much money. For two is once we start working with the client, we know very well that the benefits are not going to show up before at least three to four years. And with most companies with whom we worked, with which we worked, the system was that the CEO would be brought in to fix the company for a mandate of three years, and then they would sell off the company. So the timelines between what we were doing and how much time we needed to show the benefits were longer than what the CEO and the board of directors were expecting. So, uh, and more and more companies now are operating under this model. And we also knew that uh, we had to reduce the costs. So let's say that you're, a big, uh, you're one of our big clients. We are going to bill you half a million dollars. Out of that half a million dollars, there's the first portion of it, which is around $100,000, which is for us as a consulting firm to go and do data collection. And for you as a CEO, for you, this is a non-value-adding uh, uh, task. So you would be hesitant to pay for it. So we do the data collection, then we do the interpretation to understand what the problem is, and then we come to the implementation. During the implementation phase, we come in and we say, okay, we have to fix these, and some of these that we have to fix, we're going to have to break your processes and change them. Meaning to say that you are going to have uh, you stop working or stop making money for a length of time, like we're going to stop a machine or for whatever reason. And that also you're not very happy with. So you're going to come back to us and say, you know what, please, now it's our high season. Let's not do it now. Right. Let's wait for the low season. But during the low season, uh, a lot of the problems that surface during the high season go back dormant during the low season. Right. So there's all of this dynamic that is not working just because what we're doing is uh, that we are nailing down on the problem, putting all our efforts in it, breaking down the processes in order to fix it. So we said, you know what, we're going to change how consulting works. And instead of it being the flavor of the month that, oh, these people are coming in to fix the process, let's make it a process that goes year round and make it five to 10 minutes a day. So it's a, it's a change in how we are looking at consultancy and it's much better for the client. It's much better for the employee and the learning throughout the year with small uh, chunk size uh, learnings, uh, mm -hmm. the, the effect of them and how much they will remain in the memory of someone will last much longer. Got it. Got That's it. how so the idea of binary analytics was uh, born. Right. As for COVID-19, we also learned that it's, not, it's no more feasible to put 20 people or 50 people into one room and ask them to follow the PowerPoint presentation. Right. Meaning to say that binary ethics is launching at the right time, at the right uh, moment. Perfect. So let's, let's step back for a second. We, we use the word consulting a couple of times. I want to make sure we define, because consulting is an umbrella term, right? It, it encompasses a lot of different things. So tell me what the specific uh, issue is that you're sort of tackling or that you're providing your services for when you say consulting. Yes. So basically what we are doing, when I say consulting, what I mean is making use of a lot of data that you have, but because mm -hmm. you as a CEO or an employee of a company, you're just focused on what you have to do, which is a, a small chunk of a very long process. 
So in most cases, what happens is that you're just focused on your part. You're, you're not sure how you're affecting the others or how the others are affecting you. So what we mean by consulting is a fresh pair of eyes that comes from the outside and that is able to dig into all of this data. Not just the data that you have, but also the data that is in your client's heads, which is called the voice of the customer. So right. we're going to get the voice of the customer. We're going to get your data. We're going to get the benchmark of the industry. We're going to understand how all of this works together. And we're going to come back to you and say, you have an untapped potential. If you do this and this and that, you would expect this and this and that. So that's consulting. Perfect. Okay. So we're, we're talking about more uh, issues related to customer service, more issues related to improving your internal processes to improve service uh, and, uh, you know, so on and so forth. It, it, obviously, it, it all has to sort of result in a higher bottom line, right? Exactly. That's okay. exactly that. So it will result in a higher bottom line. And in terms of what we can do to the client are two types of things. We can give them all the information uh, and all the results and the improvements that are related to the process itself. So everything that is non-human related, it could be resource allocation, it could be uh, processes, it could be uh, any internal procedures that have to be fixed or improved. And we can also give them everything that is human related. And specifically, we're talking about the skill set required for each person to perform his or her job. Got it. So we have two Perfect. types of information. We're blending them together and we're giving them so that we have two types of efforts and we can get to the improvement much faster. Okay. I think understanding business processes and uh, resource allocation within an organization, that's pretty straightforward. Let's talk a little bit more about the, uh, the HR type issues, right? Uh, what are the skill sets that every employee needs to have? Tell me a little bit more about what you're specifically, just as an example, you know, if someone was in sales, what, what are we talking about here? Of course. Um, so let's say that I'm, I'm myself, I'm Georgie, I'm a receptionist at a hotel, and I have the role of checking in people and making sure that they are uh, happy with their stay. But I also have a role in sales because every time somebody comes in, I'm going to try to sell them other services. So in my case, I would have a, a, a skill set required for me to be able to perform the job, such as being efficient in communication, verbal language, body language, conflict resolution, sales, technical. It could be, uh, I have to be uh, knowledgeable of all the services that I have, uh, all the payments, international transfers, all, all of these. Uh, so when an HR department opens up a new position, they would say, okay, this is the skill set that we have. They're going to go and they're going to look into resumes of people who applied. And most of the people are going to change a little bit in their resumes to say, okay, I definitely match it. Some of it's true, some of it is not. And then you got a new hire. How are you sure that it's a good fit between the person and the uh, position? You have uh, no way of knowing it uh, only until an unhappy client shows up. Right. And by that time, this is already too late because the harm is already done. But right. what we offer as a consultant, uh, consultancy company is that um, we are going to make sure that that person is getting the training every day for five to 10 minutes a day to ensure that they have the skill set that is required. And how we're going to 
understand or gauge that person by collecting the voice of the client. So we're going to go and get the data from the client to see what the clients think about that person in terms of their service and their skill set. And we're going to do a gap analysis between what the client is saying and what the HR departments want to see. And that's how we're going to be on playing the trainings and the games every day, five minutes a day, until we close that gap. And this Perfect. is how we can so, do it. We can do it for, for any other uh, type of uh, job, not necessarily okay. just a receptionist. Right, right, right. So there, there are a couple of things I want to uh, unpack there. The first is, you know, you use the word voice of the customer or the phrase voice of the customer. Um, how are you capturing the voice of the customer? I understand you have several different modalities. So let, walk me through all of those first. Exactly. So when we initially started the company, we produced uh, terminals such as those. It's yes. a terminal that has a screen with four big buttons. It's made of stainless steel. It's handmade. And it's made in a modular fashion, meaning to say that the risk of obsolescence is very low uh, mm -hmm. because we can just change one module and we have a new machine instead of having to scrap the entire thing. Um, so when we started, that was pre-COVID-19. When we got to COVID-19, uh, we said to ourselves, okay, we have to enlarge the ways that we can collect the data. And that's why we launched a uh, mobile application where if the client of yours doesn't want to touch every, anything that doesn't belong to him, they can just scan a QR code with their phone and answer one question. It's just 10 seconds of their time. Or if you are serving your clients uh, remotely, uh, with the last communication that you sent to the client, either an email, a confirmation, uh, they would see the picture of that terminal on the bottom of the email and they just, just click on it. So uh, this is how we would collect the data from uh, the clients. If you as a client, uh, sorry, if you as, uh, as our customer, you have any data, we can import that also into our system to see if, it's, um, if what we're getting is, uh, compares to what you have and we can build on it. Uh, so these are the three systems that we have to collect the uh, voice of the client. And we do that on uh, throughout the day, as long as you have uh, people uh, coming and getting served. And we update our system on uh, every five minutes. Got it. Okay. So if you already have a customer survey system, then you sort of just integrate that and you can pull that information directly in. Um, let me ask you about this. The, the, this just as you were talking, I was thinking that you know there's also a lot of information on platforms such as Yelp or such as you know other review sites where customers can leave messages. Yes. Uh, are you uh, working with any of those uh, types of uh, platforms? No, we have the intention of working with these people, and we also have the intention of working with LinkedIn, for example. Mm -hmm. So uh, when you, as an HR department, I ha uh, you are hiring uh, someone, you would make sure that that person plays a couple games so that you understand their mindset and you see if they are a fit to you, the job position that you have open, instead of just relying on their uh, resumes and going through crawlers that look for keywords. Everybody right. knows how... how now things are done. It's super easy. How to game the system. <laughs> so let, let's talk about that a little bit. Uh, you know, you, you talked about, uh, you know, uh, the training that you're providing. Um, you know, generally when, when you, you hear the, tra the word training, it's, you know, it's a PowerPoint and you sit there and you listen for three hours. <laughs> That's not quite what you're talking about. So tell me how, what, what training means to you. <clears throat> so what we do, um, we train people using gamification. 
So okay. let's let's make it easier using online games. And our aim is for our users to play a five-minute online game per day. And it could be any type of game. It could be a trivia. It could be a Super Mario. It could be a Pac-Man. It could be any type of game. Uh, and it could be played either solo or multiplayer. So if you are a teller at a bank, you can invite your peers to join you and uh, play who wants to be a millionaire, let's say. Right. Uh, or you could invite people from other branches and other countries and, right. and, uh, and create a sort of uh, healthy environment for people to challenge each other. So how we do it, uh, we, can, we have two, two types. If you are a company and you have the resources to create your own games, it's perfect. We can provide you with the templates and you just plug in the questions and answers. And we know exactly each question, what skill it targets. So at the end of the game, you're going to see that, okay, you worked on communication and you improved it by two points, but you also lost two points in conflict resolution, let's say. So we know exactly each game, what it targets and what skill set specifically it targets with uh, you. So this is in the case where uh, you have the team to create your own games. We just give you the templates. You create as many instances of these games as you want. Let's say that you are a company and you don't have the resources to create your games. We can give you access to a library of games and we can help you choose the games and we can even help you uh, change in them or create uh, multiple instances or different or variations. Let's call it variations of these okay. games. So we, have, we will have a team that is fully dedicated to offer you support anytime needed, free of charge. So, okay, so let, let, let's back up for a second. Uh, I'm an employee, uh, employer. Um, I have 20 employees who report to me. Now you want me to ask all of those 20 employees to go play video games during their working hours. Uh, how, how do you, <laughs> there has to be some uh, concrete payback for, for that, right? Because it's essentially the time they're, uh, they're on the clock. Um, so how do you know that those games are actually going to impact their work performance? Okay, so uh, first of all, we're not asking them to just play the game. The entire <laughs> all the games are limited to five minutes. Okay, got it. Okay. And you, as an employer, can say, okay, uh, my people cannot play the game more than once. You can do that in your dashboard. You, mm. can, you can choose okay. it. Uh, how we do it, we have a partnership with a company in Canada that is doing basically games, not just for the fun of playing games, but the games that target a change in behavior. There you go, yep. So what they do is they focus on uh, one skill set that is re repeated among a month, let's say, and every time you see it for 30 seconds. So you don't get bored of seeing the repetition because in your mind, you're not seeing it. It's like something that is happening unconsciously. So that's, uh, and these people have been on the market for 20 years and they're experts in what they do. And when we launched Binary Analytics, we started by developing our own games. But then we said, is that really the thing that we want to do? Is that really our core expertise? Like we are consultants. Yeah. We right. know how to create the game. Perfect. We've done the exercise. So basically, if we bring an expert, we would be able to talk with them at their level of communication because we've gone through the exercise. And at the end of the day, we're consultants. And basically, what we want to do, we want to help companies improve their bottom lines. So as mm -hmm. a startup, we're going to focus on that. 
and let somebody else uh, focus on what they do best, which is to create the game. Got it. Perfect. Okay. So the games are not just random games. They, they have specific purpose and uh, specific sort of uh, 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 action that you're trying to get back from the employees. Yes. And more specifically, uh, you as an employee are not playing any game. So right. why we are collecting the voice of the customer? We're collecting the voice of the customer to understand where you stand today, right. where you're sitting, and to understand your skill set uh, profile. And mm -hmm. then our machine learning algorithm is going to suggest that you play games X, Y, and Z because your skill set A, B, and C are below the benchmark of what the industry standard is at. Got it. So you're... Yeah, sorry, go ahead. So this is in the case where you are an employee and you're working throughout the year. But let's say that your employer, so your boss, sees in you a potential and would like to open for you a promotion by the end of the year. So your boss will be suggesting games for you that match the skill set of that potential promotion or the new job post that you're getting. So that your boss preps you throughout the year before you get to the promotion so that once you are at that new uh, position, at least you know what you're doing. Got it. Now Got the it. system is that at the end of the year, you go into your boss's office and your boss says, oh, I have a promotion for you. And you feel the stress because a lot of the times you have no idea what the new, prom what the, the new job will be right. or what it will entail. And you tell your boss, give me a couple of days to think about it. And then you have to go through the learning curve that costs mm -hmm. you stress and your company money and your clients dissatisfaction. So how about we start working with you in a very fun and engaging way, five minutes a day, and prep you for your new role? Got it. So if you have an employee that, let's say, by next year you want to make manager, and for that manager position you want to have conflict resolution, you know, yes. not at a four but at a ten, then mm -hmm. over the course of the year, you're already developing that skill set. So by end of the year, your conflict resolution is already at 10 and that promotion isn't as daunting. It's exactly that. And if you have Perfect. Okay. 100 skill set that you need or 100 uh, skills, specific skills that you need or as many as your HR department right. would like to see, we can add them into the platform. Exactly. In fact, the skills that you add into the platform is something that the HR department or your training department will be doing. We don't have one set of skills that would apply for everyone. Every company will have its own dashboard where they can add the skills that they need or create the new skills that they need. And our machine learning algorithm will um, uh, analyze them and will uh, understand what needs to be done in order to work on these skills in terms okay, of gaming. Okay, so now I think we have a very clear understanding of your value add and the services you're providing. Let's talk about the actual business now. I know you started in 2019, uh, yes. which uh, <laughs> interesting times to say the least. Uh, and at the time you were in Lebanon, which again, interesting. So tell me that story and how, what that first year was like. The story is a very interesting story and it's something that I've, uh, I would never have imagined uh, going through into uh, my life. <laughs> Basically, we started in Lebanon. We, we moved back to Lebanon because my wife got pregnant. And we decided to uh, stay here for a year before we moved back to uh, Canada. 
And what happened is that throughout my stay here, I said, you know what, I'm going to go and start interviewing uh, managers at banks and ask them about their hiring process and ask them about uh, their promotions process and ask them how do they train their people, how do they target their training. And it was very funny because you, you end up learning a lot of things. Like, for example, if they need to, to, um, uh, to get a new training and train their employees, and most of the time, they're not sure if, the, if it's the right training that they're getting. Mm. But let's say that they get the right training. Uh, they are also not sure if they get the right people on board for that training. So what they end up doing is that they send the entire branch to a training, go to that hotel and uh, go follow PowerPoint presentations for two days. Uh, is that the way to do it? Definitely not, but uh, for them, the cost of having one person not be at the benchmark with everybody else is not uh, is, is costly for them. So they end up sending everyone, but that also is very costly. So anyway, uh, so I interviewed a lot of these people and I told them this is the idea that I have and I come from a consulting background and I would like to test it with you. And they said, absolutely, let's do it. And we ended up getting deals with the larger three banks in Lebanon. And that was in April 2019. So we launched in January. In April 2019, we had the deals with the largest three banks in Lebanon. And we decided with them uh, that we will be um, delivering in November. Okay. So we got people on board. We started coding. We started developing. At the time, it was just an idea. So in, in uh, April, it was just an idea in my head, nothing else, and a pitch deck. Right. So we got... Uh, 11 people on board we started coding we started developing fast forward october so one month before delivery date the government in lebanon declared bankruptcy the revolution started in lebanon and people rushed to the banks to collect their cash they were fearing another greek scenario and we were just sitting there and saying okay uh, now what is happening at the banks is just angry customers going in to collect their cash and the cash were uh, the the banks were being uh, were, were going through a runoff, and they were tight mm -hmm. on cash. So they started implementing capital controls, and you were not allowed to uh, withdraw from your account. So they started at five hundred dollars a week, and now I think we're at fifty dollars a week. Ooh. And now you can't even touch foreign currencies anymore. You're just allowed mm -hmm. to take Lebanese pounds. Right and. People were very angry uh, to the point where they got the army, uh, a couple soldiers on each branch uh, in Lebanon to protect the branches because people were super angry, like millionaires going in, not being able to retrieve more than $50. So we said to ourselves, is that an environment where binary analytics wants to collect data and the voice <laughs> of the customer to teach right. our machine learning algorithm? Because our machine learning algorithm will analyze past experience to know how it's going to forecast the future. Yeah. Is that an environment we want to be in? And two days later, anyway, the banks called in and said, we just lost the contracts due to force measure. Right. And uh, that's how it happened. So we decided to go global. So we reached okay. out to the nearest country here, Cyprus, and we pitched to Deloitte and the Bank of Cyprus. And they loved the idea. And they said, okay, let's launch a, let's launch a pilot project. And we said, sure, uh, let's do that. Uh, but our focus was uh, the U.S. That's where we incorporated as a C-Corp. And we wanted to launch right. in the U.S. because my previous clients 
are mainly U.S. and Canadian companies. Uh, but the, uh, the the chance wanted us that, okay, you know what, Cyprus, uh, we have a pipeline, and let's launch with these folks, uh, and then move to the U.S. So that that's that's the plan. Got it. Okay. And uh, so now you know that, that this encompasses 2020, right? Because nothing much was really happening during COVID because, again, customers are not really coming into banks. Uh, so 2020 was essentially a part of development year for you. Is that right? Yes, exactly. So we focused our um, we focused our energy internally to continue on the development. We've added a lot of features. Again, it's not features that we just invented. Those are the features that our clients wanted to see but that we kept on the back burner because we wanted to launch something fast. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, the, uh, the book, uh, The Lean Startup, mm-hmm. it tells you if you have a very polished solution that you're going to the market with, it's already too late. Just go with whatever you have. Yeah. So we said to ourselves, okay, in any case, we have a team. Let's continue on development because our clients have already identified what they needed. And we got uh, strapped on cash. So we also reached out to investors and uh, we went through an incubation program, an accelerator program uh, in the U.S. with uh, New Chip. Mm-hmm. And they've put us, they've helped us a lot to become or to where we are today. Fantastic, fantastic. Uh, So now let's talk about 2021. Uh, Now you have some contracts in Cyprus. Uh, You're working on a deal in Canada. Tell me about what the rest of the year looks like for you. So the rest of the year looks like uh, we're going to start with uh, Cyprus. And we offer these folks uh, 90 days of free uh, access to our platform. And in the case they are satisfied, so we're going to physically be present there to uh, react uh, or and be proactive, so react and be proactive uh, in whatever small uh, things that need to be adjusted and to make sure that the client is satisfied. And after these 90 days, if they are satisfied, they will convert to a paying project. And the paying project for the upcoming 12 months should yield $576,000. Okay. Uh, that said, uh, we also are reaching out to other uh, hotels, uh, business hotels mainly, and our partners in uh, Cyprus, which are called Aris. So Aris is uh, an incubator uh, in the in Cyprus uh, that is funded by uh, the Bank of Cyprus and Deloitte. Uh, so. And we just lost him. Okay. So we'll obviously have to cut this part out because it looks like Georgie lost power at his place. He had warned me that this might happen, but um, his generator should kick in. and he'll probably come back in about 30 seconds. So we're just gonna stay on and see how long it takes for him to come back online. Hello, again, Hello. sorry. There you go. So okay. the generator did work. 
Um, uh, and what's amazing about them is that they tell you that they give you a schedule <laughs> for the day. So now it's 10 p.m. Oh, wow. Okay, okay. anyway. So the question so, was, how does 2020 look like for us? Yeah, so let's let's start that over and we'll, we'll sort of edit that uh, appropriately. Uh, tell me what 2021 will be like for you. Okay, so we will be launching in Cyprus first. So the deal that we gave to uh, these folks uh, is the first 90 days will be free of charge and then it will convert to a paying project. The paying project for the next 12 months should yield $576,000. Throughout the 90 days that we have, we are going to be physically present next to our client to be monitoring everything that is happening. And we will also have Deloitte watch what we're doing with that uh, project. And most probably, we're going to be writing a white paper about it. Okay. Why? Uh, because Deloitte, as a consulting firm, uh, has a very different business model compared to us as a consulting firm. And I think both of us can learn from each other. And maybe someday Deloitte would acquire us. We haven't talked about this. I don't want to be uh, held. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But either be Deloitte or any other firm, I think that they would have a vested interest in understanding how the industry might be uh, shifting very soon. Mm -hmm. So that's why they will be monitoring what we're doing and probably write a white paper at the end of it. Uh, that white paper and other marketing material will be used to launch in the US, which is where we would like to launch. And, and this is where our largest market sits. So 2021, we start in Cyprus, and then we're moving to the U.S. to launch, where I have worked in the U.S. and Canada, so North America, and I already know a lot of the big clients that will become clients of binary analytics. That's on one side. On the other side, we also have a deal with a company called ACM Inc., and uh, these people are in Canada. They are a consulting firm, and they do have lots of clients in Canada and the U.S. as well. And uh, they know exactly what we're doing. And we've been in contact with them for the last year. And the CEO of that company uh, has helped us a lot through weekly meetings uh, shape binary analytics in terms of functionalities, in terms of how we connect with our clients, in terms of the reporting. So he knows exactly what is going on. And they would like to become resellers of our platform in Canada. Great. Fantastic. Is that... Uh, contact already in place uh, for them to be resellers in Canada or is that are you still working on that deal no no it's already in place it's already in place, Fantastic. Already in place. Okay. Uh, so okay. Dave Peters is the CEO of that uh, company and again we've we've talked so he, he's my personal mentor okay. and a friend <laughs> and uh, slash a consultant and behavioral psychologist <clears throat> um, so he has helped us a lot to get to where we are today. When we started talking about binary analytics with Dave, it was just an idea and uh, he loved it. He said, yeah, sure, it's definitely worth giving it a shot. And every week we do a demo with him. We show that, okay, this is what we added. This is, and no, he yeah. wants to. Uh, so the deal is there, yes, it is there. Okay, fantastic, fantastic. Um, so uh, uh, what does, uh, I know you touched on exit a little bit, but let, let's talk about that longer, you know, three to five years. Where do you see this going? And, and by the way, I do have to warn you, let's not talk about specific numbers, especially when we're talking about projections, uh, because uh, we want to make sure, you know, all of that information is on in your profile. So investors can certainly see that. 
I just don't want to put that in the video. Okay. So where we see it within five years, in the first year we're going to be launching uh, Cyprus and then the US and it's going to be growing. What we have as a strategy is one, we are as co-founders are still going to be involved in day-to-day -day sales. We know a lot of the clients and we have a lot of pipelines. It's just a question of us uh, implementing them. And we've already done a great job with the banks in Lebanon. And that's on one side. On the other side, we're going to have another team that is fully dedicated to understand the potential partnerships that we can sign with other companies, including, for example, LinkedIn. We can do an amazing job with these people in helping companies when they post a job application online uh, to plug into that job application and ask applicants to just play a five-minute game. It's, it's, a, it's, it's a very interesting feature that can, uh, that can help both us and the employer. But in any case, the idea is to get uh, as many partnerships as we can, including, for example, other consulting firms, because these people have a vested interest in working with us because we can collect the data that they need at a fraction of the, of the cost of what it would cost them to collect that same data. Mm. If Deloitte, for example, would like now to collect the voice of the customer, or sorry, I mentioned Deloitte, but any other firm, they would have to send the consultant there. And that consultant is paid huge bucks, at least $150 right. a day. We can do that for $2 a day <laughs> and get much better, yeah. much more granular data with much higher quality. So we would find these uh, partnerships where we can create synergies with them Mm -hmm. and grow again and again because they would give us access to their portfolios. And within five years, it would be time for us to uh, exit. Most probably it's going to be an acquisition and most probably it's going to be either our direct competitors, uh, so let's say happy or not, or feedback stance, uh, because these people are sitting on a pile of cash and we would be eating into their uh, customer segments or it's gonna be uh, any of the cons mainstream consulting firms. Again, because they have the vested interest of working with us. Got it, got it. Okay, perfect. Um, tell me uh, one thing that we didn't touch on throughout the process. You have a very small team that you're working with. Uh, yeah. You, your co-founder, you have one other person. Tell me about that team, uh, how it's been, you, there really hasn't been any change uh, in the last two, two and a half years. Um, uh, and, and then we'll talk about the consultants and all the other people that you have working, um, you know, part-time and sort of helping you uh, uh, with the company. So let's let, tell me about that core team first. Okay, so the core team started as myself and Johnny. We've known each other for uh, more than 20 years, and we've worked on another startup that we decided to uh, put to sleep for a while. Uh, so the startup was, it's, it's a very interesting story. The startup was, um, the anonymous Facebook. And we, started, <laughs> okay. and we started coding it. And the idea behind it is that we wanted it to become the whistleblower for any person who would like to go on. And we also developed uh, algorithms that can detect hate speech and delete it. And it would be anonymous to the point where I don't require your password or hmm. your, sorry, your email or your phone number in order for you to open an account. It's completely anonymous, 100% anonymous. I don't know who you are. And we got lawyers on board. Anyway, fast forward. Uh, and then the thing with uh, Julian Assange happened. Mm -hmm. 
and he, yeah. the, the guy got uh, is, is now sitting in a, in a prison. Yeah. So we decided, okay, I'm still too young for that. Let's not do it. <laughs> and that's why we decided to uh, put, uh, it was called Think Tank. <laughs> so that's why we decided to put Think Tank on hold uh, okay. because the world is not ready for it now. So, um, uh, so I'm a consultant and Johnny is a consultant and we used to connect on a weekly basis, uh, exchange studies, exchange books and learn from each other. Okay, how have you helped your clients? How have I helped my clients? And that's how the idea of binary analytics was born. Uh, and then we founded binary analytics. One year after we got all the people, we decided to have the team as uh, part-timers. At mm -hmm. the start, we wanted everybody to be a part-timer. And we had one single full-time employee. Uh, his name is Fuad. Fuad is, a, is an amazing person. And then uh, when the crisis hit in Lebanon and the capital controls, and we weren't able to withdraw money from our account to pay for salaries, we told uh, Fuad, we have a problem here. Uh, we can't pay you a salary. And because Fuad uh, loved the idea and because he believed in what we were trying to do, which is mainly to help people improve their skills and improve their chances of success in the corporate environment, he said, I'm staying on board and I don't want to be paid. Wow. I told him, okay, uh, then you're a co-founder and it's exactly that way of thinking that we want to have on board. We want people who are passionate about it. And if, you're, mm -hmm. uh, if you are ready to work without a, a salary, please hop on board, become a co-founder and become an equity shareholder. Fantastic. So that's, Fantastic. Our, uh, that's, that's our story in a nutshell. <laughs> Fantastic. So that's the core, the three of you, uh, the two original co-founders and the third co-founder uh, who sort of became, came from a full-time employee and became a co-founder. Um, tell me about all of the part-time employees. Um, yes. uh, how many, what are they doing? Uh, uh, and are they still on? Are, they, are you bringing them in just as you need them? Tell me a little bit more. Yes. So we bring them in as we need them. We have 10 people. We have one uh, industrial product designer and the rest of them are hardware and software engineers. So the, uh, I've shown you the, uh, the terminal. terminal. Yep. So that terminal, that's the fourth iteration of the terminal. And we wanted to build something that is uh, nice to look at, that doesn't have plastic. That's why we made it in stainless steel. Mm -hmm. We wanted to build something modular so in case we need to change one component, we can do that without having to scrap the entire thing. Uh, we wanted to have it, the risk of obsolescence being very low. And that's why we brought in uh, these people. Uh, we put them into one room and say, okay, this is the vision that we have. Please tell us how we can get there and give us uh, your expertise. And they've done an amazing job. Um, and it happened that they finished the terminal just before the uh, financial crisis. Uh, now, when we need them again, we might, uh, we will need them again, in order to produce uh, more uh, terminals. So they are hardware engineers, technicians, softwares, and product mm -hmm. uh, designer. Got it. Perfect. Okay, so you br really bring them in as necessary. They they yes. they're not on your payroll right now. Exactly. Okay. Perfect. 
fantastic. I think we've covered a lot of uh, a lot of ground on the, uh, uh, so far on this call. Uh, have I left anything off? Uh, is there anything else uh, you want to highlight uh, to include in this uh, interview? Uh, anything else that I would like to highlight? Have you done the Five and Five? Well, we'll do that next. So uh, oh, okay. we'll, we'll get into that. <laughs> but I was excited about this one. <laughs> and, uh, I honestly loved your uh, questions. Uh, anything else that we would like to highlight? Yes. Well, uh, why we are in this business? We are in this business uh, uh, essentially uh, because we would like to help the people in the corporate environment increase their chances of success. And that's how it all started. The focus of binary analytics is not, and this is a very important point, is not to monitor people's performances. It's not about that. What it is, is to be the coach, the virtual, your virtual coach. When you log in in the morning, instead of going to Facebook, you would go to your virtual coach and see what your coach has been thinking throughout the night with the machine learning algorithm and how it can help you get to where you want to get. Uh, and it's exactly that. When I started my career, I started as a change management consultant. And I've worked with blue collars and white collars, from people, from CEOs all the way to shop floor employees. And I've noticed that uh, the most important thing to have in a company are the people. You can have all the procedures and all of this is just ink on paper. If you can have the best procedures and the best uh, machines, but if you don't have the right skill force uh, that is engaged, and that's a, uh, an important keyword, that is engaged and happy to be doing what they're doing, you're bound to fail. Yep. And that's why Binary Analytics was born. Fantastic. That's such a great view that it's not you're not monitoring performance, you're sort of coaching them to improve themselves. That, that's a great mission to be on. Uh, thank you so much for doing this. I, I, I really loved learning your story and learning about uh, binary analytics. Uh, I'm hoping that we can get you the resources you need to keep going on that path. Um, and uh, I look forward to continuing the conversation soon. Thanks. Thank you.